What is good, everyone? This is your host, Deanna Radulescu, Label Free Podcast. Live your best life. You must live label free. I'm super excited. Look at this very handsome man here on my screen. He is known as the MILF Whisperer, Emotional Support Viking. He is a former Army Ranger veteran. Please welcome Maverick Willett to the show. Maverick, yeah, those are quite oh, some. Yeah. <laughs> what an intro. Yes. I like it. I like it. So you, I, I love health and fitness. I'm all about it. You know, I was very passionate about, well, I'm still passionate about it, Don't get me wrong, but I was very much into the bodybuilding scene for a very long time for over 20 years, did very well on the stage. Um, I'm all about maintaining a healthy lifestyle, but like for me, it's a choice. And I disciplined myself to maintain that, that lifestyle for, you know, since I started. And so now you really focus on, on helping women in their 30 plus. So talk to us about that and why it's been so impactful with that, that age range. Well, I like that you brought up, you know, you, you are, have been on the other side of the fence, Diana, where you have competed, you've developed self-ownership with your eating habits and in order to accomplish a very specific goal. And a lot of those habits stick with you today in maintaining a healthy lifestyle. I'm similar in that my parents both competed as bodybuilders and oh, wow. watching my mother, you know, win a state level bodybuilding competition and defy all those stigmas and stereotypes for women. You know, that was a huge part of my upbringing. That being said, you and I have education that the gym, the average person doesn't get yeah. the, the education system is just royally failing the populace in educating about nutritional literacy, simple foundational concepts such as macronutrients energy balance, stuff like that. So a lot of what I do is help empower women with intuitive eating skills that are not taught to us. The first exposure that most women get to nutrition is when they're in their late thirties, mid to late thirties, and things don't work like they used to. Maybe they were former athletes and they just could eat whatever they wanted in their twenties. And now if they look at a chocolate shake, they feel like they start jiggling. So now it's like, we have to now get the education to be able to make intuitive eating choices, nutrient dense foods. But the first bit of education that most women get is fad dieting. It's like, yeah. what do they do? They go on Google, Google yeah. how to lose weight. Four out of the first five search results are ads that, you know, companies like Weight Watchers, Nutrisystem, Octavia, they've all paid Google to show up first in the search results. So their first bit of exposure to nutrition is a fad diet that is never meant to provide long-term results. It's just meant to provide a, a dopamine fueled shift on the scale. Yeah they get attached to and they don't know any better. And they stay in that yo-yo hamster wheel of dieting and then regaining it back, dieting and regaining it back. And it's like, why is my body broken? No, it's not broken, but the, the methods that you're using to get those results are thoroughly broken and unsustainable. So we free women from that basically and help them strive into their power as amazing women who look and feel amazing year round and don't have to diet ever again. I love that. And so, you know, when I, I, I can't, I used to train people. I just can't, I get too attached to their success. And when they fall off, then it affects me really badly because I'm an empath. And so I was just like, you know what, at this point, <laughs> I'm just going to worry about myself. So, but you talk about intuitive diet, intuitive dieting. So at this point in my life and all like my training and my, you know, prepping and all that stuff, like I intuitively eat. So sometimes, you know, I'll have like a pizza, and then the next day my body will regulate itself and I will know just intuitively that I need to stick to like a cleaner diet the next day. So I allow myself those cheat meals that won't affect me long-term and not make me feel like I'm jiggling, you know, on uh, you know, when I'm out, put it, when I want to wear my sexy clothes or the next day, you know, cause I can, in, I, 
I've intuitively been able to regulate my food intake to compensate for when I would have like a pizza or something like that. Not a whole pizza, but you know what I mean? <laughs> so what is it do you think is hard for women to um, embrace that type of mindset or discipline within their lifestyle? So it's many layer. So I'm going to hit two big ones. Number one, you know, you mentioned that, you know, you did a competition. I'm pretty sure you probably had to keep track of how much you were eating, right? Yeah. There's this whole stigma around keeping track of what you're eating, calorie counting, macro tracking to where it sounds super, you know, cumbersome, super stressful, and it's going to take away a lot of your time and add a lot of stress. The reality is it's the complete opposite. Yeah. It's like simple math. I think people think that you have to track calories forever in order to get results. It's like simple math. When you were younger, you needed a calculator to add two plus two. Then you learn to do it in your head. You no longer need a calculator. Calorie tracking and intuitive eating, exact same way. You yeah. do it for a certain period of time to gain an eye for what a plate of food looks like. Because again, we're not taught this as children, yeah. right? So keeping track for a short period of time helps you understand what high protein food choices you can make to be able to hit a certain protein goal. Where are all your calories coming from? It's like, holy shit, those new, those nature Valley bars are 250 calories each. I'm eating seven of them a day. No wonder Monday rolls around the scales going up, right? It's like keeping a budget with your money. If you want to save more money, you need to see what the your, where your money's going, what you're spending. And so it's the same thing. You want to see where your calories are coming from so you can accomplish a goal. Yeah. But the, the disparity is there's not a lot of people teaching it the right way in a simple, applicable way, especially for busy women who maybe don't have time to track every single meal and don't have a foundation to start from. It's like, there's so much misinformation. Where the fuck do I start? Like, yeah. what, what do I start with? And it's like, we start very simple. It's like, okay, cool. Let's just track one meal a day and maybe just keep track of protein. That's it. Yeah. Why? protein satiating. It's needed to change your body visually. It's going to help you recover. It's metabolic. So just by tracking protein, you are by default going to consume less calories, right? So that's one easy tool. Another thing is just track weekends because that's when most people overeat. So just track your eating on the weekends. By default, you will average less. Like you said, you ate a pizza one day, the next day you got right back on track. The analogy I always give is if you're on the interstate and you blow a tire, you're not going to get out and slash the other three. <laughs> You're, you're going to fix that tire and keep going. Yeah. But so many people go self-sabotage mode once they've made one bad decision, which brings me to my last point. Label free is actually very, very, uh, very uh, synergistic with this. What are we, food only has the meaning we assign to it. Mm -hmm. Labeling something as bad is 90% of the reason why people keep struggling. Because when you label, let's take that pizza that you ate, for example, if you would have said, oh, that was so bad, now you feel a need to erase it. So what do you do? You over-exercise, you under-eat to right the ship, right? To right yeah. the scale. What does that create? Cravings. So now you're even hungrier because you starved your intermittent fasting, intermittent starving is what I call it. You start doing that Monday through Wednesday. Now all of a sudden Wednesday, you're craving again. So you cave again, you feel bad about that decision and it's just on and on and on. Right. Yeah. So many people live in that weekly cycle every yeah. single week, just labeling something as bad. If we take that label away and you yeah. just get back on track, you're so you're going to consume less calories overall and be able to actually keep making progress rather than trying to knee jerk correct course after you make some bad decision yeah. with your eating. So, let's, you know, I, I love label free is so synonymous with that. 
I love it. And it's like, it's a, it's like a dysfunctional cycle that I think a lot of people put their specifically women put themselves in when it comes to their eating behaviors. So let me just clarify though, that pizza I had was a cauliflower, cauliflower crust pizza. So, <laughs> so I was still Thank on you. the healthier side. <laughs> I was, I was ready to roast you, but now that you said that, I'm going to let it slide. No, but you know what? You can have, you can have certain indulgences and still make good choices around that. I just find it very interesting. Like I've seen women in high that you went to high school with, and I couldn't believe how they looked just from not taking care of themselves at all, <laughs> you know, like it's so for me, cause it's so important. It's such a, 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 a part of my life that, you know, so how do you go about helping change the mindset or the disciplines around getting them to live a more healthy lifestyle? So much behavior modification involved and believe it or not, the majority of what we do is centered around behavior modification. There is some kind of narrative or story they've been fed by someone at some point that is causing patterns because deeper than, you know, the cheat meals or the, you know, the, the simple stuff you have the root issues, which are, I use food to escape stress. I use food to numb my feelings. I have stress in my relationship. So I eat ice cream to temporarily not feel that because when I was a little girl, my parents were fighting and I went in the next room to eat some sweets to take my mind off of it and distract me. So now as an adult, I, that unhealed part of me surfaces now. And I still do that habit, even though it no longer serves me as an adult, you know? So those things we often find are once we kind of connect those dots in a very, obviously we're not therapists, we're huge advocates of therapy, but my coaches are equipped to have those conversations and kind of hint that, Hey, you know, this is a, this is a cycle you're going, this is a pattern. And when we can keep a food diary and see those patterns, and show it to them and in a very professional, empathetic, compassionate way, explain this is why you struggle. And once we figure this out, you will likely no longer struggle as much. It'll become much more manageable. And then it clicks at some point. They're like, wow. So I've, I've been demonizing carbs for this long because when I was 20, someone, you know, your generation, especially Weight Watchers was big. The, the Jenny Craig diet was big. Atkins was big. You know, they've been fed some narrative that carbs are bad and that carbs make you gain weight, even though we have the science that says carbs and sugar in and of themselves do not cause weight gain independent of a caloric surplus. Insulin does not cause weight gain independent of a caloric surplus. We, we have these things on paper on PubMed studies, but they've been demonized at some point and they've been in Facebook groups now where the main theme is you have to lose weight as fast as possible. Ketogenic diets, like everyone's posting their weight loss. So if you think you're not losing 10 pounds every week, you're losing. So that's another thing. Comparison. Who are they comparing to social media? Are they scrolling, doom scrolling through Instagram first thing when they open their eyes in the morning. So we look at those habits too. It's like, what do you, what do you, how do you start your day? And is that setting you up for success and and setting you up to make different decisions just in general? Hello, my faithful friends. This episode is brought to you by Brian Tracy. That's right. New York Times bestselling author, internationally renowned success expert, thought leader, and one of the best professional speakers today. We are offering you a six-figure speaker free ebook. This course is designed for those who want to learn, develop, or improve the skill set required to speak confidently and effectively in front of an audience. So if you are one of these people, don't hesitate on this free offer and go click the link in bio. Yeah. So I'm not a fan of fad diets at all. Like the keto thing, like there's certain things about keto that I will 
uh, have in my diet, you know, I'll eat more higher protein, higher fats, and maybe less carbs if like it's towards the end of the day, just because I don't want to take in my higher carb meals at the end of the day, because your body naturally starts slowing down. So, you know, just to kind of, I eat a bulk of my carbs in the beginning of the day, because I, I mean, I, you have to have carbs, your body needs to function off of that. You know, I'm a big believer in having like, you know, you got to have your right amount of protein, carbs, and fats. Like you have to have fats too, because you need it for your brain, your skin. Like you just, it's an important part of your diet. And so like, I'm, we're on the same page. Cause I, I hate it when I hear people, oh, I heard about this diet. I'm going to start this. And I'm like, I'm like, no, it's bad. <laughs> like my girlfriend, they want to go, go on these bad diets. I'm like, but you're going to do that diet. You're going to have great results. But when you stop that diet, you're going to put on so much more weight than you just took off because you, you're you're confusing your body it's not stable it's not a stable diet well it's, it's also a complete misalignment with the goal that they actually have i find that's a huge issue as well the goal that most women have I'm not speaking for all women just women interested in this goal which is the majority of women you want to see a visual change in the mirror you want to have tone tone is a word i hear every day you want to be toned you want to be lean you want your waist to be smaller you want to be more proportional you want to feel sexy in and out of clothes well i'm here to tell you that goal involves muscle tissue yeah. no matter what it involves lifting weights yeah. it is not cardio because cardio is cardiovascular training it does not develop your muscle tissue yeah. if you want to make a visual change in the mirror you have to get stronger so shifting the focus from sheer weight loss to getting stronger promotes not only a visual change in your body but Muscles the the organ of longevity. It's going to lengthen your life. You're going to burn more calories at rest. So guess what? Jackpot, you get to eat more food. Yeah. You don't have to diet to death to lose weight because you have muscle tissue that you have to eat more to support. It's going to actually provide the shape to your body. So many people are obsessed with weight loss. Yeah. If you lose muscle, which what is what happens when you cut carbohydrates, your, your body's going to pull fuel from everywhere. If you lose muscle just to see the scale move, you are long-term shooting yourself in the foot because you're losing the shape that you want to see in the mirror. And you're also decreasing your basal metabolic rate. So you're going to burn less calories at rest, just functioning. So now you have to eat even less food to make that scale move. Whereas if you just focused on getting stronger, you could keep eating and still get the results you want visually. But that takes a lot for women, especially who are obsessed yeah. with the scale. They think that the scale, like, like, and that's the thing, the scale, I call it a glorified poop detector. Like if you haven't had a bowel movement in a couple of days, it's going to be higher. It's just, it's going to fluctuate no matter what you do. And yet we obsessively weigh every day. And if the scale doesn't go down, what do we do? We make some corrective action that actually is derailing us. And it's like, no matter, it needs to detach from the scale. Yeah. It I don't even own one. I don't own a scale. I don't it's, it's largely irrelevant. And yeah. If a woman has to lose a lot of weight, if she just focuses on getting stronger, yeah, a byproduct will be weight loss. You're yeah. going to lose the weight, but you've yeah. got to stop looking at that fucking scale every day. And then it yeah. making you diet yourself to death as a result of it not being what you wanted it to be. Yeah. Not only that, but women that lift weights. And I've, I know a lot of women that I've trained in the past that are afraid of lifting weights. I'm going to get so big. I'm like, you know how much it takes? You'd have to go on so much steroids yes. for you to get big like that. You'd have no idea what that would in entail for you to get look like that. You're never going to get to that point in your life. Let me tell you. Right thousand now. percent. Thousand percent. It's but, like, yeah. I hate that time I walked by that college and just magically, magically had a doctorate degree. It doesn't work like that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So 
you know, women are more, um, uh, they, they would experience osteoporosis later in life if they don't weight, weight train. So when I worked, I did, I was a personal trainer at exercise coach, which was a very interesting uh, program. They had really cool machines. And a lot of the women I worked with were in their sixties and their doctor, they were in such, they had such bad osteoporosis. They needed to do weight training because their, their bones were so brittle. And so that's another bonus, not only from like, you know, weight loss, but also as you age, like you said earlier, I mean, it's going to protect your bones, keep you stronger long-term, prevent you from injury long-term, you know, as we get into our later, later uh, chapters in life, like, you know, that's a serious thing. If your bones are brittle, you fall, you're going to break into a bunch of bones. So another reason to lift weights and to have a good, healthy lifestyle is not only just to look good and feel good and, you know, it, but it's also to age well as, as well best thing you can do to age, especially going into menopause. Yes. Muscle wastage is kind of an inevitability as we age. So if you don't do everything that you possibly can to maintain your muscle tissue, your basal metabolic rate going to come down. And that's where this whole, what I, what I do doesn't work like it used to. That's because yeah. if you don't put your focus on maintaining your strength and, and light weightlifting consistently, it's, it's you're going to have to like what, what used to be an energy like maintenance, will now become an energy surplus because the amount of calories you're burning at rest is just steadily going down. Yeah. So even if you're eating the same amount, you're going to gain weight because you're not burning as many calories at rest. And what do we do is we get older, we're less active. Usually our step count goes down. That's a huge chunk of your daily calories burned on exercise activity, 15% to 20% or more. So yeah. if you're, if you're, but we all think it's exercise, which is only like 5% of it, which blows people's minds. <laughs> they think that if they want to get into shape, it's all about the gym. And it's like, no, there's 23 hours of the uh, other than that 23 hours of the day outside of the gym that is actually right. impacting your, your body and what you see. Absolutely. That's why it's important to stay active. So if somebody wants to work with you, or if you know, one of these ladies that are listening right now, they want to work with you and are interested in your program. What does that look like to get started? Just DM me on Instagram or Facebook Maverick online coaching. I'm super easy to find I'm the guy in the wig or the Viking paint. Uh, or both. Um, sometimes there's three of me in one video. So yeah, Maverick Online Coaching, just shoot me a DM. Let's have a conversation. I'm a human. I, lo I love okay. to talk to prospective women before they come in. So we establish a relationship, make sure it's a good fit. Yeah. Awesome. Fantastic. Where, so you, you said your links already. Any last words of advice or wisdom you'd like to leave with the audience before we say goodbye? I need an elephant one bite at a time. The more that you try to rush the process, the more likely you are to regain your weight. So have patience with yourself, be kind to yourself, speak to yourself differently, speak to yourself more positively, love yourself, and then you will decrease the friction between where you are and where you want to be. Yeah, beautiful. Beautifully put. Maverick, it's been such a pleasure talking to you. I love what you're doing. I love your message because I think it's very much needed. There are so many, so much bad information and just toxic diets and fads and all that stuff out there. Like someone that knows it's just so important to live a healthy lifestyle, make good choices every day, invest in your body because it's the only one you got, you know? And so for me, like, I just love it because I'm, I have said that my whole life since I got, I started weightlifting at 16, I used to work out with the, the, the football players in high school. And so for me, I've loved lifting weights. I love feeling strong. I love to lift heavy, you know, I I'm natural. So, but I think that like I'm, me lifting heavy just makes me feel good. And I'm totally a girly girl. So any ladies out there are afraid of lifting the weights, let me tell you, 
It would take a lot for you to look like a man. A lot. <laughs> can, you, can we play just those five seconds for all my clients? That would be great. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Yeah, you can take it. Like, awesome. Send it out. Send it out. Okay. Right. Well, thank you very much for being a guest. Please keep us up to date on any projects or any nothing, anything new that you have coming out. Love to have you back and update the audience. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Super happy to be here. Thank you. You're welcome. You guys, this is your host, Deanna Radulescu, Label Free Podcast. Live your best life. You must live label free. Please don't forget to subscribe, follow, comment, share, all those good things. And I'll be back soon with more dynamic guests.